Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. The original source of love is God. The Bible says God is love. God is love, agape love. So when we talk about Valentine, actually, we talk about God. He's a source of love. Before I became a Christian, I really had a hard time loving people. I was a selfish man. I was thinking about myself. But after I received Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I can love people more and more and more because He is love who lives on the inside of me. Today, I would like to continue the second part of the sermon that talk about building the church. And in order to show love to God, we need to do something that He likes. And today we want to talk about showing love to Him. And when we show love to Him in the right way, God will bless us with prosperity and success. Let me read the scripture one more time to reveal from last time. You should get the sermon from last Sunday. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. The Lord Jesus said that He wants to build the church. That is His really strong desire. His plan and purpose of this world is to see as many as people saved come into the kingdom of God. People in this world are lost. They do not know God. They live in sin and bondage. And they are tortured by Satan. Sickness, curses, disease, and failure in life. And God wants to use us to bring these people into the kingdom of God by telling them about Jesus. And they will become a Christian and train them up to be disciples. And all these disciples that come together, gather together in the world, in each city, become a local church. So God wants us to participate in reaching out to the lost, making disciples, gather them together to become a local church. And if you want to show love back to Jesus, no question, Jesus loves us so much. He died for us. He died for you and me. That's how much He loves us. He loves us to the point He was willing to suffer and die for us. And I was touched by the love of God to the point that I say to Jesus, Lord, whatever you want to do on earth here, I will do it for you. And that's why 20 years ago, I and Pastor Da started the church in the basement of our house, knowing nothing about building the church in America because we came from Thailand. But we obeyed even though we were not perfect. And we did not have much because we were students at that time. And all these years, after we show love back to him by building his church, taking care of his, of his people, and making disciples, see people saved one by one, God has prospered us and helped us and provided for us all this year. Our life has gotten better every single year in marriage, in parenting, in health, in finances, in our job, God has blessed us so much because He promises in the book of Haggai, chapter 2, verses 6 to 9. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more 
shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations will come, and will fill this house with glory," said the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine," declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house," says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace," declare the Lord Almighty. This scripture, the context is about building the temple of God, and for today, this generation is about building the church. Definitely, building the church means building people up, and we still need the church building and the place to meet together. So we build both the building and the people, but the main focus is the people, not the building. The context of this scripture that Haggai encouraged the Israelite to do is about prosperity. Because he said that he would shake the nations, he would shake the earth, the sea, and the dry land, and then he say, "Silver is mine and gold is mine." Have you ever pick up somebody purse, a woman purse, trip it upside down, and shake the purse? What's gonna come out from the purse? The credit card, the money, the makeup. Is that right? Thing gonna come out from the purse when you shake it. So God say, when I shake the nations, shake the earth, shake the sea and the dry lands and the heavens and the earth, He says silver and gold gonna come. And He shakes two sources that I mentioned last time. Number one, He shakes the natural resources. He can bless the land that you are doing the farming, or He can bless the work of your hands. Whatever you touch, He will bless the work that you do. That's what happened to me. God blessed the work of my hand and bring finances in through my practice. God shake the things in order to give us money and prosperity in order to build the local church, not so that we will be covetous and stingy and be selfish and live for ourselves, but to use all those resources to build the local church. Last time I shared with you a lot of testimony. I forget one. How God shake the things around me to help me. God is so good. All these twenty something years that I and Pastor Da build the church, He really takes care of us. Please go back to listen to first first part of the sermon. All the testimony I share with you. But today I share a little bit about how God helped me. All the seven and a half to eight years of training, I kept spending time building the church. And eventually, after I graduated from Training at University of Washington. I need to pass the board exam, and in order to pass the board exam, you have to do two things: written exams and oral exam. And most doctors will fail the oral exam because it's very difficult. So I sat through the written exam and I passed. But I have to fly to Texas to sit in three rooms with three professor, neurosurgeon professor, to interview me, and I was really scared. I was really shaken because I don't want to fail. Otherwise, I cannot practice in Bellevue and Kirkland. And I pray to God, Lord, you promised me in the Bible, you're gonna shake the heavens and the earth. You will bless me. You will prosper me, and I will pass the test. But I'm scared because I spent a lot of time building the church. I don't have a lot of time to read my textbook. The neurosurgery textbook is about this thick and about seven books. This thick. And I have very limited time to read those books. God is so gracious to me 
Before I left Houston, somebody hand me a manual. After all this seven textbook, they wrap up into one small book about this thick, so that I can read in the airplane to go through all the oral examination. And it's amazing. During I was sitting in the hospital in Houston, I flip pages randomly, randomly, and I pray to God, God, you need to help me to pass the test. So I read many chapters randomly, and you know what happened in the oral exam? Every single question was in those pages. When I walk out of the last room, my boss was there, and he put the thumb up. He said, "You pass." Thirty percent of American neurosurgeon that year failed the test, but pass allow flip, flip, flip <laughs> by the leading of the Holy Spirit, and I passed the test. <laughs> Praise God! Hallelujah! <clears throat> When you build a church, He will take care of you. Amen. And not only that, he would check the human resources. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 5, he says he would check the nations. The nations mean people. He will move the heart of people. He will move people from one city to another city. He will work in the heart of your boss to give you a raise and a promotion. He will lead you to meet the right realtor to buy the right house. To get into the right job, to meet people, to have an open door to the next step of your job, God can move people around to help you. He can move the economy, the industry, and the technology in a land in order to preach the gospel and to build the church. The Bible says in Isaiah 60 verse 5, "Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy." Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, and the wealth of the Gentile, the Gentiles mean unbelievers, shall come to you. The Bible promises that God can move money out of the hand of the world to the hand of the believers who built the house of God. You remember the story of the children of Israel. They were slaves in Egypt for 400 years. God delivered them out of Egypt. And God worked in the heart of the Egyptians to give them silver and gold and wood and all the supply to build the tabernacle of God. The money come from the Egyptians, come from the world, and they use those things to build the tabernacle. Therefore, I want to encourage all of you: if you want to live a life of victory and prosperity, the key is not to live a selfish life, to live for yourself, me, 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 my, 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 mine. But start to fulfill the heart of Jesus. That is to fully participate in building the local church. I and Pastor Da and many brothers and sisters in this room have poured out their life to build the church here, and the churches are over the world. We flew to different cities and nations to preach the gospel and build the church. We know that we never outgive God as we participate in building the temple of the house of God. God will take care of us financially. God will take care of our health. God will bless us. God will work around us in the natural and through the people to bring prosperity to us. And I and Pastor Da and many brothers and sisters in this church have proven this truth in the Bible already. That is true. God never lies. God speak the truth, 
and it happens in the real life in this church. So I want to encourage all of you: don't be just church goer, pew warmer, and come and say what you can give to me, what you can do for me, 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 me. But you come in and say, what can I do to build? What can I do to participate? To get involved in building the local church, my dear brother and sister, all of us have different gifts and talents. Some of you are good in computer. Some of you are good in singing. Some of you are good in shopping. Some of you are good in eating. Some of you are good in <laughs> cooking. So you can participate. You can use your gift and talents to build the church. This morning, when I and Pastor Da were coming to the church. I told Pastor Da, I could not do what you're doing at all. It's not my gift. You're doing something that I cannot do. And the same thing, Pastor Da could not do what I am doing either. But we work together as a team. And believe me, I cannot do a lot of things you can do, and you cannot do a lot of things I can do. We need to be together to build the house of God together. Amen. And the Lord promised that He's gonna shake the heavens and the earth, the dry land and the silver and gold gonna come. That is the message from last Sunday. Amen. Let's give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. And now we're going to look at He uses, He blesses, He prospers us to build the church. And what kind of church we're going to build? The Bible says in verse seven, "And I will fill this house, mean the church today, with glory," say the Lord Almighty. We don't want just to build a social club. We don't want just to build a group of people that come and do the business together, but we want to build a glorious church, the church that is filled with the glory of God. In Ephesians chapter five verse twenty-seven, the NIV say, "To present her, mean the church, to himself, mean to Jesus, as a radiant church." The New King James Version say, "A glorious." Church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. So God say, "I want to build a church, and you help me to build a church that is full of the glory of God. Let the glory of God fill the house." The word "glory" in the Hebrew language is "kabod." The word "kabod" means heavy. So the word "glory" has many meanings. But in a practical way, I want to explain to you. It means the heavy presence of God, heavy, tangible presence of God, the manifest presence of God. God shows up in the meeting. God shows up in our family, in our home, in the Old Testament. God shows up at the mountain. God showed up at the tabernacle of Moses. God showed up in the temple of Solomon, and all the priests could not function. I believe they fell under the power. They just knocked down and become drunk and could not function. God showed up in the Old Testament temple, and today God still want to show up in the local church. God want to fill His church with glory. And when God show up, what happened? Everything about Him show up. When Pastor Dad show up, everything about her show up. Her smile, her heart, her voice, her attributes, her character show up with her. The same thing. When God shows up, His power show up. When God shows up, His love show up. His faith, His goodness, His healing power, His holiness, 
perfection. Everything about him showed up, and it will rub on us. When God show up and rub on us, sickness cannot be on our body. Sin cannot be in our life. He will push it away. When we rub on God, the holiness of God rub on us, and then we will become less and less sinful. We become more sensitive to Him, and we become less and less sinful because God come and cleanses and empowers and sanctifies us and purifies us to become more like Him. That's why we need the show up of the presence of God. We need to welcome the glory of God, and as we preach the word and we allow the glory of God show up in the church, God's people will be cleansed. God's people will be purified little by little every Sunday, every care group, and then will become more and more like Him. And eventually, the church will have no blemish, no wrinkle, no sin, no stain, no demons, no curses, no sickness. I believe that the end time church. That welcome the glory of God, the end time church that walk by faith and believe in the promise of God that mentioned in the book of Haggai shall see the manifestation of the power and the goodness of God in the church. Amen. You all will sin less and less and less, and you become more like Him, more and more and more each year, each month, and each day. Prosperity will come in because when God shows up, His finances will come. His prosperity will come as well. You remember in the book of Second Samuel chapter six, when King David left the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant contained the kabod, the thick presence of God. When that Ark of Covenant was left in the house of a Gittite named Obed Edom, the Bible say. They were blessed for three months. The blessing in the house of Obed Edom was so loud to the point that the noise go to King David palace, and King David say, "I could not stand this anymore. That house was blessed. I'm gonna go and take the ark of the covenant to my house now because I want to be blessed. It belonged to me. It belonged to the children of Israel. So you can see that as the church welcome the presence of God." The glory of the Lord. We're going to see all the good things happen. We will become more holy, more pure. Demon will be leaving the church. You will not die young because of cancer, because some of the demon, the family spirit, the cancer demon that is in your life that followed from your dad, your mom, your uncle that is in you that still stay dormant will be leaving when the glory of God touch you, and then you will not die young because of cancer. How many people believe in generational curse? How many people believe in family spirit? The demonic spirit can follow from generation to generation. I just met a patient last week, and this lady has neck problem and back problem at 30 years old, and she told me that her grandfather on the mom's side has multiple back surgery. Her mom has multiple back surgery. Her sister was operated by me. She flew up from California to be operated by me, and after the surgery by me, she had another four surgery on her back, and her uncle on the mom's side also had back surgery and neck surgery, and now it's her turn at 30 years old. When I look at her eyes, I say, "You need to go to church. You need to be a Christian. We need to kick the demon out of you. We need to break the curse in your life, the generational curse in your life, as soon as possible." I haven't said to her yet. I wait until I perform surgery, finish the deal, and then she will listen to me. Now, if I tell her, she's gonna think I'm crazy. 
Just wait for the right timing to tell her. Amen. God want to show up in the local church, and when God showed up, then holiness will come. The family will be blessed. The kids will not go into pornography. Will not go into drugs. Everything gonna get better because we allow the presence of God to show up in the church. Amen. And that's why our church practice the glory of God almost every Sunday, and we're gonna do it today too. We're gonna move in the glory of God again. We're gonna pray for people and let the glory of the Lord fall into the house of God. Amen. And as God's people, we need to have faith that the glory of the end time church gonna be greater than the early church. The Bible says in verse nine, the glory of this present house. Everyone say present house. Are we in the present? Are you in the past? We are in the present. Okay, will be greater than the glory of the former house. This is a prophetic word. If you look at the book of Acts. The early church, who the early church was so full of the glory of God. God shows up, and Ananias and Sapphira lie to the Holy Spirit, and they drop dead because the glory of God was so thick in the church at that time. When the shadow of Peter fell on the sick, they got healed. When they were in jail, angels show up and broke the door of jail open. Miracles happen after miracles. They were in the upper room, and the fire of God fell, and people got drunk in the Holy Spirit. When they were praying in the church, the whole building was shaken. The glory of God showed up in the early church, and the Bible says that the glory of God in the end time church, like you and me, will be greater than the church of Peter and Paul. Are you excited about that? I'm excited, and I believe God never lies. We're gonna see. Greater and greater manifestation of the glory of God in the church. This morning, when I was driving to the hospital to make row, I cried out to God, "God, more miracles, more healings, more signs and wonders, thicker glory, thicker presence in your church." We believe everyone who is sick that walk into the building gonna be healed. If Jesus healed everyone two thousand years ago, people gonna be healed now. Everyone gonna be healed in Jesus' mighty name, because the Bible says the glory of the end time church will be greater than the early church, and I believe it. I believe it that it's gonna happen. We need to keep pressing in until this will happen. Even Jesus say with his own mouth in John chapter fourteen verse twelve, "I tell you the truth: anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing." What did he do? He was preaching the gospel. He healed the sick. Cast out demons, perform signs and wonder, use his nice spiritual gift, gift of word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gift of word of prophecy, performing signs and wonders, healing, gift of faith. He used all kind of gift throughout his ministry. And the Bible say that he will do, mean we will do even greater things than this because I am going to the Father. So Jesus prophesies that the end time church gonna do signs and wonder. Gonna bring in millions of soul into the kingdom of God. We're gonna see the manifestation of the power of God in the end time. We're gonna see big revival in the end time. We are getting into that right now. Amen. We are preparing the church to welcome big revival and signs and wonders. 
But it has to start from your heart that you believe it and you want it and you're hungry for it. This morning, when I walk into this building, I just pray to God. I don't know about the heart of these people who sit here. I don't know their heart. But one thing I know, God, I'm hungry. I want Your glory. I'm pressing in. I want You to show up today. I want You so badly. I'm hungry. I want the glory of the Lord. And the Lord said to me, "If my people in this house are hungry, the whole house is hungry for the glory of the Lord. He will show up even stronger." God loves the hungry. Amen. We need to be hungry for the presence of God. And when God show up, good things gonna happen because He come with the good gifts. He did not come with the bad gifts. All the good gifts come from God the Father. Amen. So we need to welcome the glory of the Lord. Everyone say the glory, kabod, the thick presence of God, greater now than the old time. I expect it. I have faith that we're gonna see the great manifestation. Of the glory of God, Amen. I want to be a part of that kind of church, the church that Haggai talk about here, the church that is full of the glory of the Lord, Amen. And look at verse nine. Continue. The Bible say, "And in this place, I will grant peace," declares the Lord Almighty. What happened? We pour out our life. Our money, our effort, and energy, and gift, and talents to build the church. And what kind of church we want to build? The church that is full of kabod, full of the presence of God. Not religion. The church should not be religious. The church is not full of rituals and traditions, but the church that has the presence of God. I pray all the time, God. I don't want to be in this house on Sunday with religion and tradition. I want to be here with your presence. We want the presence of God to show up. I don't want just the picture of Pastor Da in my home. I'm gonna be sad for the next seven days. She will be in Thailand, and I will be home by myself. I want her body to be there, but she has to take care of the grandkids to go to Thailand. So when Pastor Da go to Thailand, I usually sleep on the couch. I'm serious. She knows that because I miss her so much. I don't want to go to my bedroom and just sleep on the couch. I want the body of Pastor Da there. The same thing. I want the presence of God in the church, not just the picture of Jesus. Amen. Not just the cross on the wall and say, "Oh, cross, cross." No, I want the real, tangible presence of God to show up, and not only the presence of God, but thicker presence of God every single year, more and more and more. And what is the outcome? He said that if you dedicate your life to build my house. I will shake the heavens and the earth and pour out the prosperity upon you, and you welcome my glory. And the outcome is that in that house I will grant peace. The word peace in the Hebrew language is the word shalom. When you hear the word peace, you may be thinking about the time when American government signed the peace paper with. Japan in the World War II that we are not going to fight each other anymore. You may think about two person reconcile and don't punch each other anymore. There's a peace. Or husband and wife don't fight anymore and talk peacefully. Actually, the word shalom has greater meaning than that two person are not fighting each other. But the word peace in the Hebrew language means victory, triumph, good health, and safety. 
and prosperity. First Samuel chapter 25 verse 6 Say to him, "Long life to you, good health, shalom to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours." The word "good health" here in First Samuel chapter twenty-five, verse six, is shalom. Everyone say good health. good health. How many people want to live in a good health? God say, "I grant good health to you." Amen. In the past twenty-two years, I have not. Conducted even one funeral ceremony in this church of our own members yet, have not. I have not had even one member who joined the church first. Not people from outside that already has a cancer that come in and die of cancer yet. We all in good health because God grant peace into the church. Good health. Genesis chapter 28 verse 21. So that I return safely. Everyone say safely to my father's house. Then the Lord will be my God. The word "safely" here is the same word "shalom." God protects us. Judges chapter eleven verse thirty-one: Whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me when I return in triumph from the Ammonites will be the Lord. The word "triumph" here is the same word "shalom," victory. Everyone say good health, safetyness, and victory. The church that is full of the glory of God will be the church that God protects and blesses, and full of good health, safetyness, and victory all the time. Shalom, shalom, shalom. So every time people say to you shalom, it means good health, victory, and safety, and good, and well, and prosperity, and riches. Everyone turn to each other and say shalom. Shalom, amen. Shalom, good health, prosperity, safety, amen. And you know when that happen, people outside will see that we are so different from them. I don't like Christianity that go out and yell and attack the government and go out and walk around and attack people. Our witness is not about attacking the government and attacking people outside there. Our witness is that. They see shalom in the church. When they look at the church, they say, "Who? These people are so healthy. These people are so happy. These people are so saved, and they are so in good health." This is going to happen in the book of Psalm, chapter 122, verse one. I rejoice with those who say to me, "Let us go to the house of the Lord." Eventually, your friend who see your life that you welcome the glory of the Lord and you build the house of God, they see you and say. Hey, hey, hey! What church do you go to? I like to go there too. Let us go to the house of the Lord with you, because I want to have shalom like you. Amen. The great witness is not about going and yell and attack and condemn people out there who are sinners. Attack the government, the president. We need to show love to them and show them that God is with us and we have special favor and blessing from the Lord. And they want to come. The more you attack them, the more they're gonna run away. Because they were not like Christian that used their mouth to keep attacking people. Amen. Malachi chapter four verses one to two, talking about the church. Surely the day is coming. I will burn like a furnace. Mean the glory of the Lord come. The fire comes. All the arrogant and every evil doer will be stubble. And that day, the end time, that is coming, will set them 
on fire. When the glory of God comes, the fire of God show up. People gonna be on fire. Say the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them, but for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healings in its wings, and you will go out and leap like calf, released from the stall. You see the picture of a person who get healed. Get delivered by God, and they walk out and live and have fun and enjoy and happy and laugh and enjoy the blessing of God. God say that that gonna happen in the end time church. That the fire of God come and the healing power of God flow into the church, and people will get healed, and people will see the manifestation of the power of God, and people gonna be rejoicing and dance and jump up and down and say the Lord is good. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 9, the Bible say. Then this city, mean the house of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it, and they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and shalom or peace I provide for it. People outside the church look to the church and say, "Whoo!" Wow! Prosperity and shalom and peace and good health and safety and doing well. Everything good is in the house of God that welcome the glory of the Lord because God show up there. He's gonna come with prosperity and shalom and His goodness. Amen. How many people want to build that kind of church? I mentioned to some brother and sister that I'm not looking for numbers, even though the church can grow and. Become big, but my heart is to see the church that full of godly disciple, cleansed by the fire of God, become spiritual people, healthy and strong and prosperous, and go out and witness to people the goodness of God. We want to build the church that God talk about in the Bible here, not Thai style, not Chinese style, not American style, but biblical way. The Bible talk about how the church should look like. The church should have the glory of the Lord. The church should be filled with His presence, and the church will experience prosperity and shalom, peace of God, and people in the church will have joy, smiling on their face, happiness, good health, strength, wisdom, and faith. Amen. If you enter His glory, you will have the joy of the Lord. In His presence, there's a fullness of joy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How many people want to be involved in that kind of church? Praise the Lord. How many people would like the glory of the Lord to be with you? Amen, amen. You know the glory of the Lord can be with you and can increase as year go by. You may feel the presence of God in the church, but should not stop at the church. You should carry that presence into your workplace, into your home, and eventually your body is gonna be the habitation. Of the glory of the Lord, everywhere you go, you feel the presence of God. I feel the presence of God in the operating room. I feel the presence of God in my car. I feel the presence of God. The glory of the Lord is upon my body more and more each year, and more consistently each year because I'm hungry and I want the glory of God. I want one day when my shadow fall on somebody, they get healed. I want to come to that point of my life. Amen. Because we are hungry for the presence of God. Amen. How many people say that I want to be a part of building the local church? Raise your hand up. 
How many people believe that if you build the church, God will shake the heavens and the earth and pour out His blessing upon you? Amen. How many people want the glory of the Lord to fill your life? Amen. How many people say that, yes, I believe that when the glory of the Lord fill my life and my church, peace and shalom will be there. Raise your hand up. Amen. Christian life is very simple, not a big formula. You don't have to be PhD to walk a Christian life. You don't need to be PhD. Very simple. The Lord showed me the formula. Listen to the word, put the word in the heart and believe it, and then do it and speak it. Claim it. Everyone say, listening. listening. Get into my heart. Believe it. Do it. And speak it. And what is the outcome? Listening, believe, speak, do it. What is the outcome? Receive it. Actually, that's the way we receive salvation. Think about it. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Lord and he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Listening, believe, speak, take action, and you have salvation. You have the outcome. Very simple. Point to yourself. I'm going to listen. I have faith. I do it. I speak it. And I will receive. I do it. Amen. So you learn today about building the church. Do it. Believe it. Speak it. Amen. Every morning when I wake up before I go to my clinic, I speak. This is a true story. I speak. God Bless my practice today. I call prosperity. I call success from heaven. I speak and I claim your promise upon my life that I shall not be in lack. I speak every morning. I speak it. I declare it. And I believe in my heart and God bless me. Amen. Very simple. That is how to walk the Christian life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to hear the word of God today. We believe, Father, that you shall grant your peace in your house here. And in those houses, those churches that welcome the glory of God. Father, we speak healing, prosperity, success, peace, joy, wisdom, the favor of God into the house of God right now. We believe, Father, your house will be the salt to the world, will be the light on the hill that shine your light into the dark and lost world. And when people see your peace in the house, they will say, let us go to the house of the Lord. We thank you, Father. We pray, Lord, that you will shake the heavens and the earth and the dry land and the nations, and you will pour out the prosperity and blessing upon every single family in this house that is participating in building the local church. They will say, Lord, I will not build my house first, but I will build your house first. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You know, when we talk about love or agape and talk about Valentine, you can love people with your own love, but your love will one day run dry. You have so much love to give. Normally, you can love only people who are nice to you. But it's hard to love those who are not nice to you. The only way to be able to practice Valentine love that will never run dry is to have the love of God. 
And the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 5 that God p o u r out His love upon us by the Holy Spirit. So today, if you are willing to, I will lay hand on you and ask the Holy Spirit to p o u r His love upon you, p o u r His peace upon you, and you walk out of this room with more love. Walk in love, Amen. But before I do that, I like to ask a question. Anyone in this room are not sure that you will go to heaven after you die. You are not sure that you have relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about being a member of the local church. I'm talking about relationship with Jesus. That you really know Jesus and you walk with Jesus and you really born again and repent of your sin. Become a member of the church doesn't guarantee you go to heaven. Born in the Catholic family. Christian family, Baptist doesn't guarantee you go to heaven. The only way is you yourself have a personal relationship with Jesus. You need to make this decision yourself. If you're not sure, I like to make sure that you will go to heaven with us. Amen. Anyone in this room say, "I want to be sure today. I have relationship with Jesus." I want you to stand up, and I will pray with you. Just stand up. You want to be sure that you have relationship with Jesus. Stand up. Stand up right now, and I will ask you to pray with me. That you are not just going to church for tradition; you are having relationship with Jesus every single day. If you're not sure, stand up. Have relationship with Jesus. Stand up right now. Don't be shy. Don't be ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Now lift your hand up to heaven. Close your eyes and pray with me. Father in heaven, I want to make sure that I am born again. I give my life to you. I repent of my sin, and I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. He died for me, Lord Jesus. Come into my life. From today on, I want to have a personal relationship with you. I will build your church. I will be your disciple. I will grow. I receive the glory. I read your word. I want to be like you, Lord Jesus. You promise me forgiveness of sin. Therefore, today, I believe I am forgiven. And Lord Jesus, you promise me shalom and abundant life. So I received by faith abundant life and shalom, peace in my life, in my home, in my church, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give that mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When you come to be prayed for, make sure you come by faith and come and ask God to do something for you. Don't come blank. Have faith that God gonna do something. Amen. Receive by faith. The principle of receiving from God very simple. Come with faith, humility, 
hunger, and yielding. Everyone say, asking, humility, yielding, faith, and hunger. If you have this all in your heart, God gonna touch you. God gonna do something in your life. Amen. Don't come to test God. Don't come to challenge God. Come with faith. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many people want to be touched by the Lord today? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new prayer.